we were trading beautifully now and rolling you know really well but now you know as we came to an abrupt stop and you know like i said there's no job keeper to um you know to help us out so we closed now all three places you know so we don't, we don't know what we to, what to do to be honest this week on dirty linen we were planning a cruisy pre-christmas week but instead we are focusing on sydney's northern beaches where a COVID cluster is being battled by residents and businesses who are in a lockdown. It's not where anyone wanted to be. We're talking today to Giovanni Pilou from Pilou at Freshwater, which is really one of the restaurants that put the Northern Beaches on the map as a culinary destination. Giovanni, I'm sorry we're chatting to you in such circumstances, but thank you for coming along to Dirty Linen to have a chat. It's, it's great to talk to you. How are you doing? Oh, hanging in there. I mean, I don't know. I think this time around, you know, we kind of mentally we are a little bit more prepared because, um, you know, we've been through it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But we weren't prepared for um, such a hard hit, you know, in the middle of like the busiest time of the year for us, which um, probably... You know, it's not that we, um, I mean, we don't wait, you know, like all year around for this time, you know, to make all the money that we're going to make, but a big chunk of it because, you know, it is the busiest couple of weeks of the year and it's literally started when, you know, it was the Thursday, the Friday, it's literally the busiest Friday of the year for us and then it rolls out until about New Year's Day and then things like settle down a bit, still busy, but, you know, those two weeks are incredibly busy. We lost like... I don't know, maybe because people are canceling bookings, you know, even up to, um, you know, New Year's Eve because they don't know what's, what's going to happen. So we lost, um, not joking, thousands of bookings. So it's it's nuts, like um, massive loss of business. Um, and, you know, this time around, obviously, it's not, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. There's no job keeper because although, you know, we, I mean, what, since we came back, we, we, we've done well enough so it doesn't, you know, like we made more than, you know, like those 30% profit that you had to make. Um, we, we didn't qualify for JobKeeper, although, you know, we're not making a fortune because we had to recoup so much money from March. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it was a catch-22 and we really needed this time, and you know, to make it back just to put us in a good shape for when, you know, it comes out to winter again. And now we are on a massive back foot now, so we don't know what is going to happen, to be honest. That's so tough, isn't it? I mean, as in March, I think it's the uncertainty that hits you as hard as anything else, doesn't it? Especially when you've got a team and you've got to be that leader that everybody looks to for certainty. Well, that's the, uh, I mean, that is the big thing. Like we were trading beautifully now and rolling, you know, really well. But now, you know, as we came to an abrupt stop and, you know, like I said, there's no job keeper to, um, you know, to help us out. So we closed now all three places, Aquafresca and Barreto, um, you know, so we, d we don't know what, we to, what to do, to be honest. And that's the biggest worry for us is our staff because, you know, um, they've gone through a tough time as well. And now, you know, even to lose for them a week of, you know, even like one or two weeks of, um, you know, wages is going to be really, really hard at this time of the year. Um, so that's our biggest concern. So... We are keeping our fingers crossed that, you know, things settle down quite quickly so we can get going again. Maybe hopefully, you know, even 
um, next week or something like that, you know, because um, otherwise it's going to be, you know, really hard going um, for a lot of our staff. So, yeah. It is really tough. So I'm talking to you on Monday the 21st and at the moment the Northern Beaches lockdown is it's until at least Wednesday. Uh, hopefully we'll hear, when will we hear? We don't know, maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday, what's going to happen. But it's hard to imagine, even if you're allowed to reopen, it's, it's, it's not just going to go back to full speed, is it? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, they talked about, you know, obviously now they're putting everyone else on a four square metre uh, per patron rule again. So I think, you know, our gut feeling is that maybe if we come back, we're going to be the same situation. But at least, you know, it's better than nothing. Um, but we don't know. I mean, the sooner we know, the better, to be honest, because then we can get things organised. You know, like Christmas Day, we have, you know, 205 bookings with uh, prepaid, um, you know, um, deposits that we, we, you know, we can say to people, well, look, we're not open, but we can actually cook the menu and box it up for, you know, everyone and they can take it home. Um, that can be done. And I think a lot of people, you know, we talked about and they like that. Not for It's not going to work for everyone, though, because as you can imagine, people are having people at home. And then, you know, like if it was, you know, a, a lunch for eight, let's say, maybe, you know, four people can attend, can go to someone else's house because they live outside the northern beaches and they can't really come in. So there is all these other logistics that we need to deal with. Um, but yeah, the sooner we know, the better. And, you know, I mean, we don't know. Like Ideally, we would love to see even like, you know, like later on maybe, I don't know if it can be done, but, you know, just to have a look at what, you know, who, you know, really struggled the most and then, you know, maybe reintroduce you know uh, maybe let you know have a little bit more extension on job keeper from january to march if can requalify to recoup some of the money back that we lost because we're going to be losing a freaking fortune and that is what you know we're hoping that maybe the, re the, the revisit what is going on right now and then you know maybe reevaluate who is going to who's going you know cop the most then you know to help us out a little bit more so there's all these things on the cards but we don't yeah. know yeah it's a really tricky one isn't it because i guess the job keeper provision it's like you needed to be 30 percent down but there were some adjustments to that um for the second round of job keeper so i mean it i suppose there is that precedent of the the um the scheme being adjusted to fit the circumstances but it does make sense that uh there would be some provision in there to look after you guys who have just been hit so hard and, as you say, at such a crucial point in the year. Yeah, I mean, we hope that there's going to be something that can be done because otherwise I'm not sure how it's going to end up. Like I said, you know, the, the biggest thing that we need to do is, you know, try to support our staff because, you know, obviously without staff we can't run restaurants even later, but we don't want to lose them or we don't want to, you know, put them in a position that, they can't survive the next couple of weeks, so we need to keep everyone, you know, still rolling. So then, you know, when we reopen, fingers crossed, you know, then they're all still able to come back to work because otherwise what are we going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So, I mean, give me a sense of it, Giovanni. Like what do you – you've sort of got these half plans to do takeaway if possible. I mean, do you, are you just completely in a holding pattern now or are you doing a little bit of prep or a little bit of planning? We started doing a little bit of takeaway tonight from Aqua Fresca because, um, you know, it's a little bit more feasible at Aqua Fresca. You know, we do pizza, we do pasta. It's a kind of offer that you can do and, you know, you don't need 
um, as many staff to generate the kind of, you know, menu, attack away. Pillow fresh water, it's a little bit more complicated because, you know, if we do the food that we did when we were in lockdown, you need, you know, six to seven chefs in the kitchen. And like, you know, at the moment, it's not feasible. You can't afford it because well, back then, you know, we barely broke even and paid everyone just to keep everyone going. And it was job keeper then. But now if we open, because we thought about it straight away, we said, well, let's do tuck away. And then, you know, we made a few calculations that went, we're going to be losing a shitload of money here because, you know, we don't have job keeper anymore. And, you know, we can't, how much can we charge and how much money do we need to turn over to be able to support it? So it's not feasible. So Pillow Fresh Water is closed. And um, Aquafresca is doing tuck away from tonight. Hopefully, they, you know, they, they'll be okay to support the staff. And Barreto, we're going to start doing tuck away only, which, you know, like literally barely break even. Like today we did tuck away only at Barreto and we looked at the figures and went, okay, then we paid the staff. Happy days. <laughs> that's, that's it, really. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of the takeaway is is just for paying the staff isn't it and just for keeping the keeping the fridges on and all that sort of stuff yeah 100 percent. just you know like ticking ticking along because you know even like in march april you know it was a good thing for us to do not to close because closing it's not the hardest part it's reopening reopening it's always a hard gig like you know restaurants to to open restaurants it's crazy it's a it's a massive job so we didn't want to close even for that so you know in this case Hopefully we can come back and even, you know, do something. So, because like I said, you know, to close and lose stuff and, you know, systems go out the window and all that kind of stuff. We don't need, we don't want that because we don't want to restart again. And, you know, so I guess, yeah. yeah, you know, we just literally have to wait until Wednesday in morning and see what happens, you know, like until then we can't really make any calls. Yeah. I did want to ask you about your staff because I know you have a really international team and, at the moment, you know, I think every restaurateur in Australia is struggling to find enough staff. Is part of the consideration, you know, thinking, well, my restaurants are closed, but there are other restaurants in Sydney open that, I mean, of course, everyone's now subject to the four square metre rule, but there's probably still people hiring. I mean, is that something that, that preys on your mind? It's like you don't want your staff out of desperation to go somewhere else and... Well, look, what can we do? Like, if we don't have a job for them, what else are they going to do? They need to pay rent. They need to survive. So we may, you know, lose stuff if we keep staying closed. Like I said, you know, these guys, I mean, people can't survive any longer than, you know, one or two weeks even because, you know, they've been on the back foot for, you know, for quite a long time. So, you know, we may even lose stuff. And, and you know, we do have a number of um, international guys that, we, you know, we got to, um, look after as well because you know they got um, you know like a lot more like expenses and you know they need to pay big rents they live in the northern beaches all that kind of stuff you know um, but you know in, in all honesty look even city restaurants because we've been obviously we are in touch with everyone and everyone talks to everyone it's such a big family the restaurant family and um, you know even the city I mean you know we know that it's gone quiet because you know um it's not just the northern beaches now you know the virus is spread around and they you know the government is suggesting that you know like even in the city people stay home and get tested and all the kind of stuff and people are scared of going to public places especially restaurants where there's gathering and things like that so i think everyone is starting to you know struggle a bit you know yeah 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 <sighs> 
It's not great. I think that's <laughs> that's a mild way of putting it. Did you lose uh, some of your international staff through the first shutdown? Um, they left, um, Danny. Look, the, ma the majority stayed, about three or four stayed. Some of the key staff stayed, which was amazing. They made the decision not to go back, especially there was one guy from Milan, and you know, like near where you know it all started in Italy, and the last thing he wanted to do is go, yeah. go back. And then a few others, but a um, couple of French guys, I remember, they went back to France pretty much straight away. Um, a few left, and then, you know, some of them stayed. There was a bit of a mix, yeah. Okay. And you're from Sardinia, so I've been finding it hard to find out what the latest news is from Sardinia in terms of, of the virus. I know that over the European summer, you know, it, it was all right, but then they had so many holiday makers, a lot of people gathering and dancing, and, and cases really spiked. What's happened there since then? So at the moment, look, you know, because obviously I'm always always talk to my parents, and um, you know, well, they're lucky because they live in a tiny village. You know, they're quite isolated as they are, and you know, my sister also being a doctor, and she keeps an eye on them to make sure they don't do anything silly. Uh. You know? and um <laughs> yeah which is good but uh, look sardina was in a really good shape before summer but then obviously it's such a i mean it's a it's a region um you know as you know that lives predominantly from you know tourism and you know when summer came they needed to open because businesses were really struggling and then obviously with that you know there was the risk of bringing in you know the virus into the island and, and it, that's what happened so it spread again quite a lot and now they seem to be, you know, getting it a little bit more under control. But because, it, you know, they can, a bit like Australia, you know, being an island, you know, you can kind of keep an eye on it a little bit more. But they went through, you know, quite a tough time also because there is only so many hospitals and, you know, it's a small place. I mean, in Sardinia, there is only 1.8 million people. But in summer, there is, you know, four times as that. So you can imagine, you know, like, yeah, it, it, it's tough to deal with, you know. Um, hospitals and stuff like that if you need it um, so anyway a little bit better now um, but you know we lost a friend through COVID which was really really sad oh, um, God, yeah I'm so sorry I know anyway, <laughs> until it happens to you personally you just go wow you know well it is real this to be honest so you know I mean yeah um, yeah was that person in Sardinia or yes or yes in Sardinia yeah a friend of ours that you know owns an agriturismo that I've known for many, many years. Um, he was in, you know, in his sixties, like super fit guy, but um, he caught the virus, and then you know he had a few little complications. I think you know his, my, my sister told me that lately um, he had a few other things, and then you know that uh, he went into intensive care and never came out of it. So yeah, it was a bit sad. Too young kids. Oh, that's so know. sad. Yeah, because I think I think in Italy and you know many parts of the world everyone would know someone who has succumbed to the virus. I think in Australia, I think, you know, most people probably don't know anyone who's even had it, let alone died. We've been, of course, you know, we have had deaths and that's really tragic and every death is a, is a tragedy, but it's, um, we've managed to keep such a lid on it that we haven't been impacted in that way, which is, yeah, really fortunate but yeah i'm so sorry to hear that but i mean like my sister tells me all the time you know oh yeah you know you're not lucky you just gotta make your own luck you know freaking italy you know this and that <laughs> you know they're crazy and they don't listen to anyone all that kind of stuff but yeah anyway yeah it's a bit 
more difficult, you know. Um, look, yeah. I hope that, you know, things, like I said, settle down. You know, we are, we've been around, you know, so we, we're pretty resilient and a, a lot of our colleagues are and I'm sure that, you know, we come out of this one as well. I mean, you know, we're already getting, you know, so many calls and emails that people are buying gift voucher, which is amazing and I really hope that, you know, people continue doing that to support, you know, all of the Northern Beaches restaurants and even the city places you know like to buy gift vouchers because you know that would be a big help um so mm. you know hopefully that 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 will keep going yeah i mean the community has been amazing you know for throughout this so yeah they continue to support us which is you know that's why we're still you know around <laughs> yeah tell tell me giovanni what was it that took you to freshwater in the first place that part of sydney <laughs> um oh back then we lived, initially we lived in um, Terry Hills, but when we were down at Kalaluna, um, we were down at Kalaluna for seven years at the Spit. We had a small restaurant there. And then, you know, we got approached to um, take over the Freshwater restaurant in 2004. And um, yeah, we didn't, well, I mean, it was a big decision, but you know, how could, how could you go past Freshwater when we saw it? Because we lived in Freshwater then. Um, uh -huh. So we, we went to have a look at it, and it was, you know, it's pretty, um, pretty lucky that you know we got picked to take over that place. And you know, 16 years down the track, we're still here, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, because it's quite a historic building, isn't it? It's an yeah. old kiosk with fantastic yeah. views. Yeah, incredible. Of the like, beach yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, super. Um, I mean, if you if your restaurant, it's your life like ours, you know, I don't think you, uh, what else would you want to be? It's, it's an incredible place, you know, <laughs> it's really super special. That's we live here and work here, so, you know, yeah. Mm. And for people who haven't uh, been lucky enough to visit you there, can you just describe the restaurant and the kind of food that you do? Look, the restaurant is, like you kind of touched on, you know, it's an old building and it's heritage listed. Um, it's like an old Queenslander with views from, you know, 90% of the rooms. And, um, you know, our food is Italian slash Sardinian because, you know, I am from Sardinia. So, you know, it's, there is no, I mean, it's not complicated what we do, but, you know, obviously it's very produce driven and, um, you know, make sure that, um, you know, all the produce is high quality. We have an amazing suppliers in, in, in Sydney and in Australia and the produce is great. Um, and then, you know, all the other things that come with that, you know, we prize ourselves, especially, in, you know, like the service is got to be um, top because, you know, uh, it's so important, um, you know, great to have the view and, you know, have good food, but I think service is, you know, it's crucial. And, uh, and then we have also an amazing wine list, you know, we have lots of wines from Sardinia, originally Italian wines that, you know, not many people have on the list. Um, so it's a great experience because at the end of the day, it's the old package, you know, that counts. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because when I think of Sardinian food, like some of the things that I think of, definitely seafood. Mm. I think of um, that amazing pasta dumpling. I'm going to pronounce it terribly, but Coulogiones. The Coulogiones. Yeah, no, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> really? And I think of roast pork as well, or suckling yeah. pig. Yeah. Um, can you, well, tell us what Coulogiones is. Um, so yeah it's funny you said you know like we have lots of seafood at the moment i mean being summer also um but you know the sardinian diet is actually predominantly meat especially up on the hills so you know the cooler john has actually come from a small town in the middle of the island called moro 
And traditionally, they filled with potatoes, uh, mint, and pecorino cheese, and then they literally topped up with a very simple tomato sauce with basil and more pecorino on top. Um, but, you know, we, we kind of, you know, refine them a bit and change the filling and, you know, and, and the sauce that we serve them with, you know, occasionally we just change the menu. But, you know, the, the, what, make, what makes them stand out is, you know, the way they, they, they um, shaped and stitched to resemble an ear of wheat, which they're very um, traditional, unique to Sardinia, because they used to make them to celebrate the harvesting of the wheat. Um, so they're really, really special. And also, um, I mean, yeah, the suckling pig. You know, we were we couldn't keep up lately. We were ordering, really, you know, like so many pig and our supplier, you know, Matt, he just couldn't keep up with us. You know, in the last couple of weeks, and then we came to a m massive stop now, which we were ordering about thirty pigs a week because it's our most popular dish. You know, it comes out really crispy and you know, um, yeah, it's such a good dish. But yeah, at the moment, we just got to put it on the back. Yeah, burner. well, I mean that's. It's very stark what you're saying. It just mm. reminds me of all those terrible issues we had with, you know, suppliers at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. Of course, you know, you're yeah. ordering this produce. They're working hard to supply you. And then yeah. it's like, okay, we don't need them right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, what kind of impact will that have on, on your massive, pig farmer? Absolutely massive. Because, you know, like I said, we were using only us between 25 and 30 pigs a week now. So you can imagine from one day to the other, what are they going to do with all these pigs now? You know, like Matt is going to, um, you know, rethink and maybe, you know, um, I don't know if you let them if you let them grow a little bit more and then, you know, they can sell them to other, you know, to butchers and other suppliers that they can make, you know, sausages or salamis or stuff like that because, you know, you can, the suckling pig is going to be between 12 and 13 kilos. So once they pass their weight, then, you know, they're not good anymore for us, you know, and that happens very, very quickly because pigs grow really fast like from one week to mm. the other, they put on, you know, five kilos. So, you know, it's a, it's a massive, you know, um, yeah, it's hard for, you know, the suppliers. We've been talking to everyone and trying to, you know, like see what we can do and that, you know, but um, we don't know, yeah, until hopefully Wednesday we'll know a little bit more and then we can start, you know, moving things a little bit more, but you know, we'll see what happens. Oh, there's so much to think mm. about, isn't there? Yeah, and oh, massive. One of the things, yeah, it's it's also such a difference in pace. I mean, if I think about this, you mm. know, frenetic pre-Christmas week for people mm. working in hospitality, it's it's like your whole body is sort of leaning into it, isn't it? Like the rhythm of these <laughs> we were weeks or these, a, these full a, dining rooms. Yeah, yeah, we were such, like we were it, rolling so beautifully, like, you know, when it comes to this time that, you know, we are busy and, Everyone, there's no surprises. Everyone knows what they're doing. You, you literally build up, like all year you work towards this because, you know, you got a team then, you know, like well set and everything is, you know, working beautifully and then bang, stop. Abruptly, like from one day to the other, it's like, hitting, you know, hitting a brick wall really, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's indescribable to be honest, you know, I don't think. Yeah, that, but I mean, it's not fair enough. It's not fair that people, you know, have to even understand all this. But yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah, I imagine you feel it like in your body as much as like oh. all the things rushing around your mind. Well, you know that you know your mind controls you know pretty much 
the rest of your body. And as soon as you get, you know, something, <laughs> you stop sleeping. You have, you know, actually this morning, because I, um, feel, I keep really active and go for my run and my swim and all that. I was just thinking, you know, I woke up this morning. I was in such a, I don't know what happened. I was dreaming of something really, really bad. I don't know if it was connected to what's going on now, but it took um. me like half an hour to get my head around, you know, just get on the bike and forget about it. It was just crazy. Yeah, it's pretty out of control at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's just a lot to deal with. Yeah. And is the phone sort of ringing all the time, people asking you what yeah. to do, what's next? Yeah, one, yes, yes, yes. The phone keeps ringing, a million emails. Um, we're trying to obviously respond to everyone. And, you know, because people, that's fair enough. Like people don't know what, what's going to happen. But unfortunately, we don't know either. So we tell them that. We say, look, we are like you. We're just trying to, and obviously we're refunding, you know, full money. We're not retaining anything because, you know, it'd be crazy to do, to do any of that. So people are, you know, um, happy about that. But until, you know, li literally they got to tell us what to do because otherwise what are we going to do? But, you know, people come from, they were coming from, you know, out of Sydney and now they're going, what are we going to do? And, you know, like if we come, is it okay? Christmas Day, you know, it's a big day and all that kind of stuff. So we're juggling all that, but... We have an amazing team and, you know, Marilyn and, you know, all the, all the, you know, the people in the office, you know, they do a great job and we're just keeping on top of it. Yeah. Well, I sincerely wish you all the best, Giovanni, mm. and of course to Marilyn and the team as well. Thanks, uh, Danny. Thanks for taking a bit of time to chat to us in this really strangely you've stopped but mm. it's still busy. It must just be so, so strange and, yeah. and so uncertain. We've definitely got um, all our fingers and toes crossed for you to get those cases under control in Sydney. And, well, I hope um, so. Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, um, we'll see what happens. You know, we, we, we are here waiting like, with, like, like everyone else. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for having me on because, you know, that gives me and, you know, the opportunity of talking about this so people know what's happening, you know. Uh, that helps us out quite a lot. So thank you so much. No, I'm really grateful and I'm sure everyone needs to hear your story. I, it, it felt so nice to have Australia united again and we could all travel <laughs> and see each other. So um, I look forward to that being the case and hopefully it won't take too long. But, yeah, good luck with it. Thanks, Danny. Good one. Ciao. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is a Deep in the Weeds production. It's, yeah, it's a really tricky one because, you know, from a government point of view, I can...